0: You're listening to the Backroom Beer League Podcast with your hosts, Jacob, Nigel, and Greg. Bringing you your
1: fantasy sports content recorded from the back room. To stay up to date, follow us at BRBL Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and rate the podcast to show us your support. Now, here's Jacob, Nigel, and Greg to talk fantasy sports. It is 9.11 p.m. on Monday, April 13th at the time of recording. And as always, you're listening to Jacob, Nigel, and Greg. Um, It's been a while since we recorded, about a week and a half now. But we're back on track with a regular release schedule. And uh, school's winding down for the year. Um, We're starting to figure out the remote recording situation a bit better. And despite what we've been saying about the lack of news in sports due to the COVID-19 outbreak... There actually were some things going on in multiple sports in the past week or so, and uh, a few things we want to talk about for the future. Um, So on this episode, we're going to be talking about the death of uh, Colby Cave uh, from the Edmonton Oilers, um, the former Viking Seahawks QB Tavares Jackson, um, a proposed system for the MLB to start play in the 2020 season, the NFL All-Decade Team and QB Draft Analysis for the upcoming NFL Draft, the top five NBA draft prospects, and the biggest what-ifs in sport history. Um, With that being said, I would like to begin the episode uh, by sending our condolences to the families of Colby Cave and Tavares Jackson. I know um, both deaths were really tragic and uh, really sudden, so it it really shocked the sports world to hear news of both of them. over the past weekend, but uh, yeah, I think
2: if you guys want to add any insight into all that before we start, it's a sh- shitty situation. Excuse my French. Like with all the things that are going on right now, I can't imagine having to be a family and deal with that. That's yeah, rough. Yeah.
0: The current situation kind of uh, kind of creates this um, lack of closure situation for every family that's involved in these deaths, right? Exactly. So, like, I feel like, and uh, of course, this is devastating any time of the year if anything going on but with everything looming over our heads i feel like it's even more prevalent right now
1: yeah exactly and i mean a lot of people didn't know the name colby cave before this happened but i think a lot of people have kind of grown to um find out a bit more about colby's um striving for success in the minor leagues in hockey trying to get to the major leagues and uh live out his nhl dream and it's just it's it's a really sad story uh about him and and tavares jackson uh car accident it's it's just it's terrible news especially given the circumstances so from all of us here we'd like to send our condolences to the families and uh yeah so also moving uh, on
0: condolences to uh carly Anthony, towns and his family
1: yes yeah. yes i should include that too yeah um obviously directly affected by the COVID 19 outbreak and uh it just kind of highlights the seriousness of all this going on right
2: yeah stay
1: home stay home stay safe stay um Uh, Moving right into it, uh, I'm going to talk a a little bit about uh, what the MLB is doing, um, trying to get a proposal in place to go back and look at, can we play this MLB season at least 100 games, a little bit more, a little bit less. Um, The proposal on the table right now for the MLB coming back, or I guess they don't really need to come back. They haven't started the season yet. Um, The proposal is that they talk – about mixing NL and AL divisions into the Cactus and Grapefruit Leagues. I don't like um, it. I'm just, yeah, I don't really like it. And that's it. me as a Yankees fan because in this situation that they're drawing up right now, the mixed divisions, the the different teams, playing different teams in, in these divisions in the Cactus and Grapefruit Leagues, as it sits right now, the Yankees are in a division with the Pirates, the Phillies, Tigers, and the Jays. And the Jays, good young team, but not really competitive for this year. The Pirates, the Phillies, and the Tigers, man. Yokes. I mean, at least in the AL East, usually we have the Rays to deal with. We have the Red Sox, the the historic rivalry between the Red Sox and us to kind of, you know, fuel a bit of excitement and a bit of uh you know intensity into the into the season. With this new format that they're drawing up, I get that it's based on a on a locational basis, you know, group a bunch of teams in the same location and have them play each other, but it really loses the element of what we had for so many years before this, right? And I get it's like you know pretty exceptional circumstances given the whole outbreak, but I think they could have done a better job on the divisions. Um, talking about the Red Sox, they're in a division with the Orioles, the Twins, the Braves, and the Rays. And as far as I can see, they could finish fourth in that division, which I'm sure Red Sox fans would be you know, really displeased to hear. So I don't know, what do you guys think about uh, this this new proposal no nigel you already said you don't like it and i'm a yankees fan saying i don't like it we'd probably roll over our division as it stands right now in this
2: the other issue is is in the end you're still like what what rules do you go with do you go with the nl's pitchers hit or the al's pitchers don't hit or do you do the same thing where one league hits and one league doesn't and in the end that still creates an nl and al so the division mix-up really is useless
0: I think they would end yeah, up going with um, – with if at an NL home park, they go with the pitchers and the AL home park, they go with the DH, which but makes that, it so confusing.
2: That would fuck it up good. So you're either going to uh, basically not change anything but the teams, or you're going to piss off – or you're going to make a guy like Shohei Otani and his specialty kind of useless.
0: Yeah. I mean on paper – like same for you guys. Yeah, I never Yankees even thought
1: about that night. No, that's a good point about Otani.
0: Oh, Otani would be done for. But uh, yeah, on paper, as a Blue Jays fan, I oh. should probably like this because it, yeah. it, it gives us the opportunity. It gives us the opportunity to become make the, second most in the division. In
2: and we wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't even think. I don't think it's an opportunity.
0: Like it's the a Phillies, is,
2: Phillies just have Bryce Harper in that fucking awful contract. The
0: Tigers are the worst team in baseball.
2: And yeah. nobody in Pittsburgh knows who the Pirates, the Pirates are because they've been
0: irrelevant since they got rid of McCutcheon.
2: And the Penguins, because yeah. the Penguins and Steelers take all their time. Yeah,
0: and I. So you'd think that I'd be re- ecstatic about this, but in reality, I don't think I am
2: nobody and wants to see someone steamroll a division
0: yeah i don't even think it's that i just think that it takes away from the integrity and the tradition of, of baseball there's like, also a talk about like,
1: um electronic umpiring which might this might be the chance if the mlb is ah. looking to usher in electronic umps because I, I think they're gonna do that if this is the case like, and it kind of pisses me off because I I don't know. I really like traditional umps, even though they make wrong calls all the time, because it's the whole aspect of the game. It's human error.
2: You're taking away jobs, and that's what I dislike. Like, these guys, I know it's not their main source of income, but that's a source of income. It's just weird. I
1: don't I don't really I,
2: like it. I don't like, I don't like electronic umps because what if the electronic ump fucks up? What do you do then? That's there's no I mean. accountability.
0: Where's, where's the like what is the excuse going to be if the electronic ump has a tendency to call outside pitches strikes? Do you know what it's I mean? It's also like it hurts pitchers gonna have tendencies.
1: Yeah, I mean like there's gonna it, be it, error in any system. Well, it's and then no there's no system for
2: well, then there's like the rules that require an umpire and its guidance. Like there's the rule of the catch, where a catch is not a catch until the ball is removed from the glove with the other hand in a transition. So, yeah, at what point? Uh, like there's no time frame, there's no movement. If the ball falls out after the guys run around high five dollars teammates, it's technically still not a catch. So where does the electronic ump? make that decision on okay there's a lot of human
1: calls that have to be made and there's an argument that framing pitches and stuff will be a lost art because the whole art of framing pitches is to make a pitch look like it's in the strike zone and catch well what what will catchers do with all this training that they've well, had, you, you know, also, through their whole career? It
2: it gives hitters a major and in the fact that you know that that you don't have to swing at that slightly outside pitch because, you know, if it's tuned in, it might it'll never be called. Yeah. So you well, know you only have to swing at it. like, because you have to swing at a defined strike zone. You know right. exactly where it's gonna be. You well, don't swing at that outside ball. That's like they're a ball wrench out
1: like tests of this electronic pumping, and uh, I think it was low A or high A uh, last year. So I'm not sure, I haven't really read much up on how Some, it affected it, low A, but
2: somebody's gonna beat the fucking umpire, electronic umpire with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, one
0: thing that like kind of concerns me is like, you guys watch baseball too, you, you're gonna know this. It's like the pitch tracker that they always have during games now, that's wrong. Like yeah, that a too. Considerable amount of time. Of it's the like time. the yellow. Yeah. It's
2: like the yellow first down line in a football game. People don't realize that that's like multiple. Like that can be close to a yard off in most cases.
1: I mean, you, like all these things, all these devices to put in place of an umpire are made by humans, so they're gonna have human error in
2: them.
0: So
1: regardless,
2: you're literally
0: it, it, just taking tradition out of the game.
2: My biggest yeah. point is who is who is Aaron Boone gonna tell that his guys are savages? <laughs>
1: I guys are savages in this We fucking have box. fucking savages in this fucking
2: box, and the computer's just like
1: you're having a piece of shit start to this game. I feel bad for you. We can
2: just
0: have like a Stephen Hawking like voice come out of the the fuck
2: hum- off and go into the dugout. <laughs> yeah, that is a yeah.
0: ball. That
1: you, is a ball. You,
2: you are out of here. Bang, bang, finger guns. <laughs>
1: yeah. I also want to talk a little bit about uh, the MLB prospects this year, too. Um, how they could or could not be disadvantaged going forward by losing playing time this season because of a shortened uh, shortened format. And um, time in the minors is really crucial, crucial to many players' success at the big league level. And one player that comes to mind here is Mickey Moniac. And I picked up Mickey Moniac in a Garrett Cole trade this offseason in my baseball dynasty league. Amen. And <laughs> Mickey Moniac was a first overall pick in the MLB draft by Philly in 2016. And I was hoping he'd do something this year. He was having a great season last year after being kind of so so the years before. He had a great uh, spring training this year. He hit 353 over 17 at bats. And I know spring training stats aren't really that much to base a whole ranking on or anything, but at least he was showing signs of breaking through this year. And now that he doesn't get that same time in the minors, he doesn't get that same time to develop and sort of prove something to the minor league coaches. If Philly pushes him up or, you know, he does bad in the minors, like he could be a draft bust based on this whole, adjusted schedule this year and i think it could happen for a few guys i, I was talking about uh like ryan mountcastle in baltimore uh Mackenzie gore in san diego like these are two guys that are on shitty teams who otherwise might not make the playoffs and you know for teams like this it doesn't really matter how well they do because the team might not be a contender but like if they get a premature call up on teams this year, because the team's like, okay, we're not going to make the playoffs, blah, 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 come up and play for the full shortened season. If they do terribly up here, then their confidence could be shattered. I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a, a little bit of a weird take, you know, just because there's so many moving parts to it. But I really think that this adjusted schedule could affect, uh, prospects negatively. Um, on a case by case basis, maybe some will thrive. Maybe players like Luis Robert, who were supposed to be on this uh, breakout Chicago White Sox team, maybe he could come up and like, you know, hit twenty home runs in a, in his first year. Who knows? Like, they could all prove me wrong. But I just think that these prospects in the MLB won't have the time to sit in the minors, come up in June, you know, or come up even later than that in August or September. You know, they're not going to have the time on the field this season. So that's my TED doc. Yeah. It's, it's, it screws,
2: it screws them, honestly. Like, because now. I mean, can
1: you imagine as, as a Jays fan, Greg, if, if, uh, like, you wanted Bo Bichette to come our up this year? The whole
0: team is based on development and yeah. young prospects. And it's, like it's if, no if, secret that the Jays have a stellar farm like system with their AAA team in Buffalo. Mm. I think, I mean, they've proven time like they've proven that they can produce insanely talented players. Yeah, and this kind of doesn't allow them to do what they do best, and I think that's unfair for teams like us.
1: I think a better example would be um, Casey Mize. Actually, um, he's a the top pitcher the top pitching prospect in the minor league system or one of the top pitching prospects in the Myers and he's in the Detroit system so if in this division he's expected to have a come-up call this year and play for the Tigers at some point this year if he has a come-up call in this adjusted season when he's getting shelled by the Yankees and he gets like you know a fifteen ERA when he gets bombed by the Yankees or even the Pirates or the or the Phillies or the Jays, you know, for whatever reason. Do you think he's going to be the same player next year? Like, even despite him knowing all the circumstances are are really exceptional. Like,
0: yeah, I highly doubt that. I just
1: think, I just think, like, if Casey Mize came up this year for the Tigers and he got shelled by the Yankees like two, three times, like he might not do that in a regular season because he wouldn't be playing the Yankees two, three times because yeah. they wouldn't be in the same division or the same league for that matter.
2: Yeah, yeah it's completely true.
1: It's just a really weird situation in baseball, especially with the whole National American League mixing going on. So.
0: Yeah, well, baseball, um, baseball yeah. Um, typically... It, 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 it's different than all the other yeah. major sports. So
1: um i have just one little piece on like the fantasy debrief portion of this there's not really much fancy talk going on but uh for fantasy in baseball um for dynasty leagues if you have prospects i would hold on to them once this thing actually starts if it starts whatever is going on and wait to see the results once play resumes, because you can't deal a prospect right now um, at their at their value before this whole thing came into play. And once you see how they play in the new system, if they sink or swim, it could have a really uh, positive or negative effect on on some prospects' value. I think.
2: Oh, for sure. <laughs> No. Like I it's don't think there's a point loyal. in trying to get rid of prospects when you can't see them.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no use. There's no use trading right now because there's no league going on. But uh, yeah, I think that's all I really wanted to talk about on baseball yeah. this week.
2: Um, Hopefully, it comes back. I miss it.
1: Yes. So do you want to jump into football now? I um, you know you wanted to talk about the uh, QBs and all we Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll start
2: with a short, tiny little news debrief of what's happened because really not much. Uh, uh, one last thing happened in free agency is um, the Rams have traded Brandon Cooks for – to the Houston Texans for a second and a fourth. So this means DeAndre Hopkins to the Houston Texans organization was worth David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. They claimed they traded DeHop cuz they didn't want to pay him. DeAndre Hopkins was slated to make roughly 15 million this year. David Johnson and Brandon Cooks are paying being paid roughly 32 I think million dollars. They traded the best arguably best wide receiver in the game for two of the worst contracts at their respected positions in the game. And I, I get trading for picks because the Texans need draft capital, and so do the Rams. That's why the Rams shelled out Cooks. They needed draft capital. That's completely fair. And they have two good receivers already in Woods, and then they have tight end Higby as well as Cooper Cup. So it's just not necessary for him to be there anymore. Um, But, like, I just I don't get it. Nobody gets Bill O'Brien He's Got a fucking meat stick The Texans are screwed well,
1: I think this was a desperation trade I mean he had to he had to get something Going and he didn't get anything All that good But like what are you going to do You trade yeah. DeAndre Hopkins Whatever you trade for to replace him Isn't going to be as good as DeAndre Hopkins
2: so. Um, And the other, other news is today Christian McCaffrey has become the highest paid Running back in NFL history With a contract slated 4 years 16 million dollars a year The argument will lot of people make is you don't pay running backs the only reason i have no problem with christian mccaffrey being paid this much is he's only been in the league three years so his usage is low he also for a running back of his stature and size uh his versatility makes it so he'll last longer and also what they'll most likely do is in his older age they'll just turn him into a permanent slot receiver when he gets worn down So, I don't
1: know. I I, I was arguing with this a little bit with you earlier, uh, Naj. And I, yeah, I mean, I can see why they paid him $60 million slot receiver, uh, good running back, blah, blah, blah. Been in the league. They know how good he is. He's an all around player. And I just think, like, I'm kind of, I'm somewhere on the fence. Like, I don't really know the fact that he's playing running back. Has that risk of injury?
2: It'll all be dependent factor. on the guaranteed money, which we do not know yet.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. I think I, I think I read that more like significantly like more than half of it is guaranteed.
2: Uh, well, I don't know. It also half, depends on more than half. Of it is if they're smart, they also front load the contract and leave like outs in the back too. I don't know what their cap situations like either. I haven't seen yeah. that. In
0: my opinion. The Panthers are in the situation where they need to give their fans a reason to come and support them. And McCaffrey right now yeah. is what's doing that. So if you take the best running back in the game right now, in the way that the NFL salary cap is kind of developing, I, I genuinely think that this I, – I definitely wouldn't call it a bad deal. I, I think it's – he deserves to be the highest paid running back in the world and
1: i think on a different team it would, would make would sense it it's just Carolina. like it's just the t- it's the timing of the panthers like because <laughs> the, the panthers aren't going to be competitive for like maybe another couple of years uh, i think
2: they got a solid offense if you really look at it they but if, if
1: that was no, true if they're not if they're not going to be competitive for a couple of years and then McCaffrey's two years into this current contract where we start to see a bit of like regression happen because he'd be in the in the league for about five five and a half years then um i can i don't know it's 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 the timing i think if they had a great quarterback or something right now and they're only paying the quarterback on like a really cheap contract like i could see paying McCaffrey on this sixteen million dollar deal because then you'd have someone to like, but they're they're relying on on uh, Gardner Minshew.
2: I think no, they're Teddy Bridgewater. What?
1: Teddy Bridgewater, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, not Gardner uh... Minshew. That's the Jags. That's the Jags. Now they get Teddy Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson. And they got they have a solid wide receiver and DJ Moore, deep threat and Robbie Anderson, solid slot receiver Curtis Samuel, who they can honestly trade if they want. You have, you know, um uh, Christian McCaffrey. Honestly,
0: the worst thing about the Carolina Panthers is that they're in the NFC South.
2: I think they're better than Atlanta, <laughs> but I have no expected Atlanta the same
0: level and they're nowhere close to a playoff. Scene. No,
2: as long as, as long as Dan Quinn's coach, I think Atlanta is useless <laughs> But um,
1: Atlanta's, Atlanta's stuck in a rut. Uh,
2: anyway, we'll move on to the other piece of news that's happened, and Matt was the NFL and the Football Hall of Fame uh, released their 2010s all decade team, which you know, I think was almost basically the best they could make it. Uh, there are a few players to be argued, but you know you've got your uh, I'll just go over some of the unanimous you like you can look this up if you want, but the guys who are unanimous were Tom Brady, Adrian Peterson. Uh Marshall Yonda, Joe Thomas. Who else? Uh Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, and that is it.
0: JJ Watt.
2: Uh, oh and JJ Watt, JJ Watt. That's the JJ only Watt, other yeah. and Justin Tucker at kicker. Right. Um right, but some yeah. of the some of the ones that some people were saying uh were a little controversial. Uh Aaron Rodgers was the second quarterback. Uh people argue that it should have been Drew Brees. No. Uh, you can argue Drew Brees has more statistics, but there's a point where you have to look at three NFC championship games to one, one Super Bowl to none, two of MVPs to none, uh, 10 and seven in the playoffs to four and six, uh, two losing seasons, Aaron Rodgers, they both, Aaron Rodgers went 15 and one with the worst defense in the NFL. Like, I understand stats are nice, but in my opinion, if you can't win, you're not going to be putting an all decade team. And that's just the way it goes.
0: Yeah, I don't just like you could a call
2: you could call Drew Brees a snub because you could say, "Oh, he passed for more yards," and "Oh," but like, it just doesn't like he went like seven five thousand yard seasons are great, but when you go seven and nine, congrats.
0: Yeah, it. You know, I don't really have a problem with the quarterback situation on the All Decade Team, but in I, I give it I, I give it a little bit of a thought. And um, someone, in my opinion, that I felt was kind of snubbed was Terrell Suggs.
2: That's fair. I could say I'm not a big fan of the Chandler Jones being in in there.
0: I could see Clay Matthews over Chandler Jones. Yeah, it would be Chandler Jones would come out, and I think I would put Uh, Suggs in.
2: Only other person I could see that you could easily say is remove Earl Thomas. Not Earl Thomas, sorry, uh, Eric Weddle. Yeah, yeah. Harrison right. Smith. Yeah, you I, could, I, I yeah. think you either put in Harrison Smith, who is on right now set on pace to beat all Troy Palmado's records, or you put in Bam Bam Cam Chancellor. I think
0: they're both better than Eric Weddle.
1: I, I think the consensus on this is that like a lot of these teams, all-decade teams and, and stuff that they put out are really heavily debated, but I don't think this one was. Um,
2: there is a bit of a debate, and I think this is more fun that Pat McAfee should have made uh punter considering he was PFF's punter of the decade. <laughs> not that it's a, like, Pat McAfee doesn't give a shit. The only other thing that amazes me and I think is stupid, the fact that Dar- Darrell Revis was not unanimous. You don't get the nickname Revis Island and have guys afraid to throw to your end of the field. And, like, the fact that he's not he's, unanimous obviously... I think obviously. the reason
0: that he's unanimous, not just because he kind of died. Like, mm. just kind of died off out of nowhere. And I think that, like, I he definitely deserves to be there. I don't think anyone's going to question that. But I think if there was a reason that he's not unanimous, it is because from 2017 on, really, he's... Like, 2016 on, really, he, he's been well mm. nowhere.
2: I'm happy Julius right? Peppers made it in. That's a nice one. Yeah. Joe Thomas deserved unanimous. You,
0: know, you know who kind of shocked me being in there, honestly? Was Chris Harris. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. I don't
2: Jr. I'm in, I don't think him and Tyron, out. but they weren't listed at, like, cornerbacks. They were both kind of versatile DBs, yeah, they're
0: like
2: which are hard to come by. Um, only other one, a lot of people said Travis Kelsey was iffy. You could have put, like, Antonio Gates. But I think Travis Kelsey deserves a spot. Jason Witten, maybe. Yeah, Witten could be. I've I've never been as high on Witten as everybody else. I think Darren Sproles at Flex is awesome. Deserved. He's like fifth in all purpose yards. Um, the the running backs were all correct. Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, Lashawn McCoy, AP. Uh, some people say we're questioning Antonio Brown, but I don't know who you're going to put in there over no, him. But Larry Fidz, Calvin Johnson, Julio. You can't like you just as much as my AP, opinion he is you a fucking idiot. That as much as he's a fucking idiot, yeah, you can't not. You know, Greg had Vaughn Miller in there. Jake, you have Khalil Mack, even though he's more of time as a time his was a Raider. <laughs> yeah.
1: I th- Yeah, I think Khalil b- belongs in there.
2: Oh, yeah. Mack's been a uh, force, count, except for last year. I yeah.
0: Harris a Bronco because all of his work was done in the orange.
2: Well, yeah, no, he hasn't even played it down with the Chargers yet. Yeah. It's kind of like also, most people um, would claim... Ndamukong Sue was a lion. I fucking hate that guy, too. But <laughs> <laughs> Same as you I, got um, Peppers is a panther. Kind of. I don't know.
0: Travis Travis, Bed- guess- Frederick kind of got a... snubbed. That one's going to stay but, for him.
2: I don't know. But Pouncey and Mac both deserve to be there, too. Centers? Yeah. <laughs> I was a little surprised at Jerry Evans. That was the only other one. But I don't know who else you're going to put there at guard
0: um so, something that i found really like i i really like that quarter
2: patterson was there yeah as a returner yeah him and uh hester hester
0: of course Devin yeah Devin hester.
1: hester
2: oh for return <sighs>
1: yeah um, i mean it was nice to see it was nice to see a true bear on there I mean, <laughs> really. yeah i mean i can't really um, i can't really late like, claim to khalil
2: well, you yes. could you could like we could technically both claim to, uh, tr- uh, Julius Peppers. He played I think two years with the Bears and three years with the Packers.
1: That's true. Yeah. We traded
2: for him from you guys.
1: I, I see him more know. as the Packer though, for whatever reason.
2: Yeah, well, he did. I think yeah. he played just many years in Green Bay over the decade, this decade, as he did with Carolina, but early two oh, thousands. Yeah. yeah.
0: To be honest, I've seen a lot of debate online about the coaching. Selection,
2: <laughs> not Belichick. Pete Carroll.
1: I think that's like mm, yeah. Where are you gonna put it over Pete are like
0: Andy mid- Reid's not there.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I lied. The only they both have the same amount of Super. Ah, uh, but you could count Andy, Andy read Super Bowls on the limbo. Because I don't mm. know if they counted this year or not. Andy Reid has, like, the most wins as an NFL head coach, if not his second. I think
1: they would have counted it this year. I think Andy Reid deserves
2: they, it. They Actually, it for the longest time yeah. for me, Andy Reid was the greatest head Andy coach Reed to never win a ring. I think right now Andy Reid is the third best, one of the best coaches in NFL history. Like, yes. he's so smart.
0: I think this might sound a little bit... Pet, not petty but like a little premature is like i think that pete carroll's call on the one yard line like that has to have some
2: value doesn't pete it Car- pete carroll also i think holds russell wilson back and this sounds weird cuz russell wilson's really good but yeah, I, his, commi- I agree, his Greg, commitment like to the run on the
1: one yard line like i think that should have hurt his reputation a bit more well, that- and it doesn't seem like
2: it did pete carroll's commitment He's to the run for a year. is hurting russell wilson's career Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. look at that Packers playoff game. They couldn't run the ball at all, and Pete Carroll wouldn't let Russell Wilson do his thing until the third quarter. And Russell Wilson made that game close. You let Russell Wilson do that for all four quarters. I don't know if the Packers win or yeah, they play. I, yeah. I, I think I hate Andy Reid over Pete. Mm, yeah, oh, Andy yeah, Reid had a lot of point. that. I, he couldn't win a Super Bowl, and it depends on when they put this one. That's the only thing Pete Carroll's got. Um, I mean, at some point, you have to take like you have to take the coach over. away
1: from the team, though. Yeah,
2: and my thing with Andy Reid is
1: you can put Andy Reid on like almost any he had team. He has such a strong
2: success. coaching tree and his quarterbacks, like he revived the careers of Mike Vick, uh, Alex Smith. Hell, mm. Matt Moore looked like a god under him for the games. Pat Mahomes, out. he diced up the Packers and the Vikings, like. Andy Reid has just the ability to make his quarterback good, but uh, that's the All Decade Team. Uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna do like a little thing on like because the draft is in ten days. It's something sports. Goodell is gonna announce the picks from his basement, so he finally doesn't get booed. That's my favorite part of the draft is just when Goodell walks out and you just hear boo. Even like after like the pick, they'll cheer for the pick and then they'll go back to booing because everybody hates him. But uh, I think. I don't care what Colin Cowherd says and all those idiots. I think Joe Burrow is your unanimous number one QB in this goddamn draft. I don't care if Tua – oh, Tua looked better. Tua – Joe Burrow just had the greatest season by a college quarterback ever. Tua's had – Yeah,
1: I can't believe people are Tua's like Tua's calling had three surgeries. Overrated.
2: Tua's had four injuries. Three – two – I think two surgeries in his college career. Two. Two. It's a risk. I think Tua's a great quarterback. One of the he has the record for the most efficiency over his career in college. But injuries do have to be a concern. I think whoever bangles or dolphins makes if they make a trade for that pick, Joe Burrow. <laughs> I think Joe Burrow is very mature, can make a very he was a running an NFL style offense with Coach O. I think he makes a very easy switch into the NFL as long as he doesn't go to Cincinnati. Um, where it gets interesting is there are now talks. There are some people who claim, due to Tua's injury, that Justin Herbert should go above him. I don't agree. I don't. I think Tua I Tua don't, is too good of a quarterback. Kuna. Tua has been too Tua's too good, I think, to just pass over at five or likely. But there is if that Burrow if he gets hurt, didn't do you come think out of the uh,
0: woodwork this year? Like if Joe Burrow didn't come out of the absolute dust this year. I think Tua is, frankly, I think Tua is the best QB after him. I mean, I don't, and I, I agree. I don't think there's debate in that.
2: Um, Of course, the third place <laughs> we had <to laughs> mentioned in his name, like, likely to go at six, uh-huh. is Justin Herbert. Quarterback, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma was it Oklahoma no Oregon Oregon um last Oregon quarterback taken high was Mariota we all know how that went so there's that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Oregon <argh>. Curry. <laughs> Yeah, Marcus Mary. Uh and then the next one is an interesting quarterback that some people think is amazing and should be taken high. I've heard takes that he shouldn't be drafted. I think I've heard takes he should be like a mid fourth rounder, and that is a guy that most of you don't know unless you watch college football uh from Utah State. Uh Jordan Love. Jordan Love is an interesting quarterback because if you watch him, he has the intangibles that you can't give to somebody he has the talent in the measurables he's got height he's got speed he's got arm strength he's got uh but his decision making and you know just overall ability to read defenses has been a little flat but I think a late first round pick is going to be Jordan Love I see the Saints easily drafting him as their successor to Drew Brees because that's a guy that you draft you let him sit for a few years watch the game and he comes in and bam like, I think he can be an Aaron Rodgers type situation where Aaron Rodgers sits for three years. Uh honestly, there were debate Aaron Rodgers should have been the number one overall pick. So Jordan Love's like I wouldn't say he's as talented as him coming out, but that's a ceiling I think he can get to. Definitely. By far. Uh then you know, you have guys like Jake From uh You've got Jake Fromm. you got Jacob Eason from Georgia and Washington who are likely going to be late second-rounders, third-rounders. Um, but I think the most interesting quarterback of this draft, Jalen Hurts. Second in Heisman voting, yet a massive risk. Mm. Some think he won't make it out of the – I've heard he won't make it out of the first round. Some think he'll be like a fifth, sixth. Other people think he's going in the second. There's talks he might – the Patriots are looking at him. There's just – He's such an because like he's such a weird quarterback. You have guys like Lamar Jackson who play like him, who thrive, are incredible. You know, you're Lamar Jackson, you're Mike Vicks. But for every Lamar Jackson and Mike Vick, there's a Marcus Mariota. There's a Marcus Mariota. There's a Tim Tebow. There's a mobile quarterback who doesn't translate into the NFL. And it's such a it's such a thin line you have to walk. I like Jalen Hurts. I think if he goes like I think this is with any quarterback though. You can be dog shit coming out of college. But if you get into the right system, ooh. an example is Patrick Mahomes wasn't dog shit, but most people didn't think Patrick Mahomes should have been taken in the first round. Chiefs trade up to ten and they now have, you could argue, the most talented quarterback to ever step onto the field so far.
1: I completely agree. I mean with any of these quarterbacks really when you look at a quarterback class every year there's obviously going to be some busts hidden among the top 10 quarterbacks available it's also I, I think people people talking about you know Jalen Hurts being a bust potentially or not translating well as, as a mobile QB in the, in the NFL I think that's just bulking it up from media coverage and writing a story about it. I don't really think that's necessarily what they truly believe, if you know what I mean. Like, I think it's just kind of t- all talk and no real opinion on the actual matter. I think every year they have... Some of these fringe QBs that they like to talk about is, could they be the next big thing? Could they be the next big bust? But you just don't know until they're in the NFL. Well, it's right? such
2: a hard degree to judge because quarterbacks have a like long development curve. So you could have a guy who, mm. like, you have guys like who sit a while or don't play well at the start. Like, people are already writing off Dwayne Haskins, and I think they're completely foolish. He didn't have a good I year, think they are too. but he's in an awful organization and he had so much talent. Even all his coaches said he should sit a year. Um, but there are other guys who, you know, come in like, you know, they suck for a couple years and they come out of the woodwork and become a great quarterback. You know, people question Ryan Tannehill and Ryan Tannehill came out. And now last year he played like he played elite some years in Miami. And then there's other guys you have. um, You've got some guys who will come in like Blake Bortles and honestly have a good like few first three years and fall. Yeah, it really, off. it
1: really just sometimes it just clicks. It's a lot some of guys, it and is, sometimes it takes
2: a couple years. A like there's of it just a situation. Like if you get into the right organization, exactly, you're set. But yeah, you can easily get fucked.
0: That's what I was just gonna bring up. You know, um, so you, you could argue that Hurts is a top. 3-4 quarterback in the draft, but then you could talk about how he's the 7th quarterback in the draft, but if you have a guy it's... like that who has his playing style, I do think that it's going to come down to um, what situation he gets thrown in, how many years he will have to but... sit behind hopefully a veteran quarterback who knows the game and can progress their knowledge down to him. Um, but if you're, if, you're, if you're looking at like a pure passing like quarterback. I, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan of Hertz. Um but I think that his upside is quite high. It's just a risk
2: that t- I do too. Have like, to be willing its
1: ceiling to is really high. The
2: best example is Lamar Jackson. Even when he played last year, looked kind of shaky, but you find your mm. Greg Roman, who should have if there was coach here, year it shouldn't been Harbaugh on that team, it should have been Roman. And all of a sudden yeah. Lamar Jackson becomes throws the most passing touchdowns in the league, wins MVP, breaks a rushing record. Like, yeah, You need to find compliment. Like your quarterback, Like example, there's arguments that Aaron Rodgers is the most talented to ever play. You know why he's got one ring? Incompetent organization from coaching and GM. You know, I mean, it, it makes
1: sense. I mean, if you're a quarterback, it, it completely depends on the organization that you get drafted to or traded to. I mean, j- just look at, at Tom Brady. I was just
0: literally 100%. just going to bring that up.
1: Literally, like if Tom Brady went to another team that wasn't New England and wasn't with Bill Belichick, do you think he'd have all these rings? No, you
2: look at another example I'm going to use, and it's kind of like an offbeat Tony Romo. Tony Romo was undrafted right now, holds Hmm. all the Cowboys passing records. Andy Dalton, I think if Andy Dalton lands in a better organization, we don't think of Andy Dalton as slightly above mediocre. We think of Andy Dalton as, wow, a good quarterback. Mm. Like, it's you know, just so, so circumstantial, circumstantial. That, that's
0: why I'm so goddamn worried about Joe Burrow, man. Him being thrown into that Cincinnati system, that's like a suicide note.
2: Yeah, Well, to drafts in 10 days, we'll have to see what happens, but uh, for now, I guess I'll send it to you, uh, Greg, in basketball, see what's yeah. going on over there, because a little bit's happened.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, a little bit has happened. Um, we, uh... With everything going on with the uh, coronavirus and how it all started with uh, Rudy Gobert and um, the Utah Jazz and Donovan Mitchell uh, catching the virus from his teammate, who, uh, who's been noted as taking his condition as a joke, very immature um, there's there's a video that everyone has probably seen of him touching all the mics during a press conference, which mm. is, like, the most bizarre video that I, like, now that this is all going on, like, that makes me want to punch him in the face. But, you know, you you get, there's these reports now coming out that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert's relationship cannot be, it cannot return to what it was before all of this happened. And, there, I have a couple of opinions on this, and I'm going to get you guys to kind of throw yours in here in a second. But, For sure. Um, I, <clears throat> there, I, I see both sides of this argument. Um, I see why Donovan Mitchell wants nothing to do with Gobert. Um, I see why the Jazz, like the entire team, could have I don't know, a little bit of hostility towards him. I fully understand that. But at the same time, I'm kind of like – if I were a front office, a front office guy at the Utah Jazz organization, I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm a little pissed off with the way that Donovan Mitchell's handling it. In in a way, I I understand it, but at the same time, it's like, dude, think about what's better for the team in the long run. And I know that Go Bear being there now. Will probably have a dwindling effect on the morale, especially on how he is perceived by all of his teammates at this point. Um, he... But what I wanted, what I wanted to get your guys' opinion on, is like, what what would you guys be doing if you were Donovan Mitchell?
2: See, I understand why Donovan Mitchell's upset because you have to look at it the fact that. How long would you have to now think of what happens if I was carrying this and this had gone to my parents and, you know, they ended up in sick and dead or, you know, this hurt a loved one. Like, I know that you can say, oh, well, it didn't happen. But you have to think if you're acting that careless with a hypothetical, yeah, I'm going to be pissed at you. I know Rudy Gobert made a statement, I think, up was through Bleacher Report today saying, you know, I know our situation's not great. I know, you know, he's not happy with me. But he said in the end of the day, I think we can work together because we know it's best to win a championship here. Right. Um, I do think there's a slight pettiness out of Donovan Mitchell <laughs> with this. I think, you know, you have to look at the fact that, you know, you didn't – nothing happened out of it. You are fine. You're healthy. You didn't give spread it to anybody that you know of that has come out and said, you know – you spread it, la, 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 la. You weren't the one acting carelessly. You know, Rudy Gobert came out, made a public apology. Um, he is a really, really top five center in the league. And I, I think that this is kind of being blown out of proportion by the media because we have no sports. I do, too. Like, I honestly don't think this is as big of a deal as they're making it out to be. But it will be interesting because I've never seen much of Donovan Mitchell's personality. I know Rudy Gobert has a little bit of one, you know, likes to talk a fair chunk of shit. Uh, I just love it because he tried to shit talk Westbrook and Westbrook put his nuts in his face.
0: <laughs>
2: um, but you know they're saying don't shoot the three. Rudy will stop you and just goes over him. But uh, I think they'll both be on the Jazz. I think this is being blown out of proportion. I think they'll play together. I can't imagine the Jazz like them making it such a big deal that the Jazz have to fuck themselves over. Yeah, I think that's
1: a little I, unrealistic. I, I kind of have a counterpoint to that. I think it actually could be as big as people are making it out to be because on one hand, the team saying, guys, can't we all just get along? It's, it's not – you shouldn't be worried about this. I mean, there's bigger problems in the world. Obviously, it kind of stemmed out of the bigger problem in the world right now. But, like, I really think that a lot of people underestimate how – Morale issues come up and how like petty they can be and if this is what happens this small thing happens to create a tension between these two players just wait for the bigger thing that happens right and it
0: also leads me to believe that their relationship
2: wasn't very strong beforehand
1: that's what I'm well, thinking
2: And you, I guess like an example with Jake you could look at the Lob City Clippers they couldn't get along exactly. and they the one of the teams that should have dominated you could argue Dynasty they couldn't because they couldn't get along. Oh yeah, chemistry I mean, when is there's, such when a there's good deal. two,
1: when there's two different moods and two different personalities going on between two top tier players on your team, or you know maybe not top tier in the league, but top tier on your team, and they can't connect. There's no chemistry there on the court, no chemistry in the locker room, no chemistry off, like off air. Like that really affects the whole the whole team as sure. as it is.
0: Shaq and like, Kobe should have five titles together.
2: Exactly. Yeah,
0: like, we're being real about it. Well,
2: you look at should. you know Packers Homer, Aaron Rodgers, and Mike McCarthy couldn't get along. That screwed things. Yeah. You know, all it takes is a little bit of um, chemistry. You know, mix up where people don't get along, and it fuck shit entirely. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: think think about like if you have someone you hate working with at your job. And you have to go and sit beside them at their cubicle every single day. No, no divider between you. Like, hey. literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally. If you sit beside someone you hate at work every single day you work there, you're not going to work as efficient as if you were sitting beside your best friend at work, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, See, 100% it's the same heck. for a
1: basketball team. So I think that even if this isn't as big as the you media is the blowing it up though. to be, Yeah.
0: You, you might do. not want to be working with your best friend, but you don't
2: want to be working with your enemy. You need someone that Yeah, I mean, you if you're can, working
1: with your best friend, you might slack off, right? Yeah.
2: You need someone like in a middle ground that you can be friendly with, but you can also, you know, get into a moment where you can look at mm-hmm. them dead in the eyes and be like, "We got shit to do. Don't take this personally." Cuz you got your best mm-hmm. friend, you shit on yeah. them, they're going to take it personally. You need that middle ground. I think in
1: sports, it's like competitive rivalry, like you want to be the best on the team without it being like like a detriment to the team. But I think with this little problem that's come up on the Jazz, I think it kind of pushed it past that.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I think I think you're right. Um, when you guys say like I, th- it, it will be fine. I, I I genuinely think that it will be fine. Yeah. Um, I don't
1: think, I think they're going to trade the be... whole team away because of it. Like, yeah. obviously, that's not going to happen. So.
0: Um. But yeah, I agree. I think that it's being blown out of proportion. But I agree also, kind of with what you're saying, Jake. Like, was there something before this all happened? Mm. Will there be things yeah. in the future? Is this? The I mean, tip this of the this should doesn't freezing like freezing it. You know what I mean?
1: This just doesn't come out of like thin air. Like, there has mm. to have been a little bit of tension at least before this happened to no, kind of kick agree. off a whole wave. Of, yeah, exactly. So
2: it's um, just. Go ahead, Naj. It's interesting because, you know, like another thing I say because Rudy talks shit, there are some guys who just dislike that and dislike teammates who do it.
0: Yeah, Rudy Gobert is not liked
2: around the league. That could be something so simple as the fact that Donovan Mitchell doesn't like that he talks shit. Yeah.
0: Because
2: there is that thing that everybody says Donovan Mitchell with that Ben Simmons MVP thing. People don't realize that was completely run by Nike. That was run yeah. by his brand. That wasn't him. He had no like. I'm sure he didn't like it because I don't. I don't think Ben Simmons should have been eligible. You're injured a You're not a real – anyways. Um, yeah. but like that was completely run by Nike. That was not his doing. Because right. it um, sold fucking his clothing. Like.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be fine at the end of the day. But uh, I think I want to move on to another topic here. Uh, the NBA draft is in a couple months, and I mean, with everything going on, it has the potential to be in many months. The owners and the GMs are proposing to the uh, to the NBA commissioner Adam Silver to postpone the draft until August, which I don't necessarily disagree with.
2: The NFL um, draft should have been postponed. Goodell is kind of a fuck nut. Not kind absolutely. of, he is.
1: I I really I was gonna say um, that earlier. I think all thirty-two
2: it owners yeah. looked at each said, "We want this postponed." Roger Goodell, no. Yeah.
0: I <laughs> think they both should yes. have been postponed, but I think especially basketball should be postponed because. With, with the NBA, you're allowed to plug players into your practice and have kind them join mess. for a scrimmage.
1: Yes, that's true. And I never thought about that, be, actually. Yeah, and you're not going to be unique. able
0: to do that,
2: right? We, we also Here miss you know? March Madness. You can see how guys perform you know, in the highest of high pressure.
0: Yeah, so here's here's an example, right? Oh man, don't even get me started on March Madness. My favorite time of the year. Anyway, <laughs> like, so you look at this example back in I think it was twenty it twenty seventeen when you had the draft with Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, Darren Fox, Jonathan Isaac, those guys. Jason Tatum was always going number three right he was always it was always markel lonzo tatum that's just how it was right and mm-hmm. the celtics had like they were going to uh take tatum no matter what pick they had right mm. they're good because they they brought tatum into the system during the scrimmage got along great with the teammates and staff loved him and they were going to take Tatum even if they had kept the number one pick and it didn't matter to them that Fultz or Ball were perceived to have more talent than him originally, right?
2: Exactly, yeah. The way
0: that he fit into the system they were like, that's our guy and they're proven to be absolutely 100% correct right? Um, the Lakers brought Kyle Kuzma in to work with their system and drafted him at 27, I think it was, when he wasn't even, he was projected to go deep second round. No one knew that kid coming out of Utah. Right?
1: It has a really, really big impact.
0: Yeah. And he's a huge, immediate impact in this rookie year. I think if, he, if they don't postpone the draft, it'll affect the quality of draft picks for the teams. And I think they have a very valid argument. But anyway getting back I think
1: yeah I think you're completely right I mean it's different than like hockey where we pretty much scouts pretty much seen a whole like juniors year of hockey in the Q and the AHL and stuff like well I guess not the AHL because then they'd be drafted but like like junior leagues whereas like the NBA has that factor built into the draft where you can take on prospects to kind of work out with them and see what they're made of right look at
0: luka Doncic, man True, like that guy's from spain no one's watching him play and if they are they're not doing it the amount of times they're watching a guy who's playing for kentucky right yeah and i think that has an effect on people's draft stock I think it has an effect on, on everything to do with the draft. I think it has an, I think it'll have a particularly negative effect on European or international players in this year's draft, which mm. rolls perfectly into my next topic with the NBA, which is, um, the top, my top five draft prospects and where their best fits are. And For I want sure. you guys to kind of, uh, kind of give a little bit of an, uh, opinion on this, but, um, I really, really, really think that Jameis Winston... Jameis Winston, Jesus. James Wy- Oh, that's a bad one. James Wiseman's going to be an absolute beast, man. Like, I think he's going to be man, an absolute beast.
2: That's why the Warriors scare me so fucking much.
0: And that's what I want to say. The Warriors... like. Reports have come out that the Warriors are set on drafting Anthony Edwards if they get the first pick over James Wiseman. You I know saw what? that report, and I almost shit my pants. I was like, what in the hell are but you? Honestly, like-
2: <laughs> they don't get well, Wiseman. Current, currently, Anthony head.
1: Edwards is uh, ranked higher on – he's ranked first on ESPN. Lamello I'm, is ranked second, and like, uh, Wiseman's third, I
0: think. That's because Wiseman didn't play college ball. Yes. But, like uh, – yes.
2: The, that's what scares me with the Warriors, because it doesn't matter who they take there, honestly. You're going to add him into a stacked lineup and yeah. run the West next year, I think, outside the Lakers.
0: The one thing that the Warriors have missed from all this dynasty that they've had is a dominant big man.
2: Exactly. Because what
0: they have not had, and they have the opportunity to get one of the best and most versatile big men we've seen in the past decade. And they're like, oh, no, I think we're just going to draft another oh. scorer.
2: They they like could draft an eight,
0: 142 to 138.
2: Like they could draft another Anthony Davis type guy, big man who can shoot, but can play defense that can like, if they, he's, I,
0: he's seven, one and 240 pounds. He's an opposing guy.
2: Like look at yes. an example is you look at like a guy like Zion, Zion, when he came into the league showed you that like big men aren't just stand by the rim and get rebounds and putbacks anymore that they are now a more used position coming right into the league
0: yeah well like james james wiseman literally he was averaging a double double 20 and 11 uh with three blocks before the before he ended his college basketball season
1: that's fucked
0: and which is crazy Anyways, and then Anthony Edwards, man. I'm not trying to put the guy down. He's uh, he's quite the prospect as well. But, um, yeah, man. It's just like I like Edwards. I like LaMelo Ball. I
1: mm-hmm. think
0: he's extremely talented. So if, then, you were, you,
1: if you were to rank them, you'd put James first? Yeah. Wiseman first.
2: I think I'd, I'd agree.
0: I, I'd put Wiseman at one, Edwards at two, LaMelo at three, Obi Toppin at four. And then I'd probably. I've heard good
1: things about Obi Toppin.
0: Pure talent, wise man. I think Cole Anthony's a really good player. But um, you know, all the there's some kid from like I think it's like Italy or Spain who's insane. I watch his highlight tape. It's like Denny Avidija or something like that is his name. But he's, he's from really Israel. He's, he's from Israel, yeah. Um, so yeah. we'll see. It's just one of those things that's like. I'll be interested to see how the postponing of it affects people's draft stock. And I hope, I mean, I hope LaMelo turns out good. I think now that they postponed it, it
1: actually, it actually gives them a little bit of a chance to make it appear like a normal draft. Like if they had to roll with the draft as it stands right now, the date it stands right now, it would be completely different, I think. But,
0: yeah, I given just given
1: that they've postponed it,
0: we'll see things like I think it'll develop. Maybe um, the Warriors click into reality and realize they need a center. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'll
2: see. I've been watching the Rockets and the like, even though Clint Capella is not like a, I wouldn't call him an elite center. Watching them without him was shaky. You boys knew because they were trying to put PJ Tucker there. Not going We don't have a you first guys, round this year. You guys, you guys should hope that
0: uh, Gobert and Mitchell split up so you guys can grab Gobert.
2: <laughs> that would be kind of... That would be kinky. I don't think we'd have, like... What are we going to give up for him? We have no first Absolutely round pick this year.
0: Nothing.
2: Like, Little Draft, what can we do? Give up Westbrook? Great, that uh, Your second point guard is Austin fucking Rivers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so, how about we move into yeah. hockey?
2: Basically shit is happening in hockey Artemi Panarin yeah. came out today and said The just deserve to be in the playoffs Nope they're not in one No shut up I don't <laughs> care how hot you were playing at the end of the season If you are not currently in the playoffs You don't deserve to be there You can earn to be there And yeah it sucks you don't have the chance to earn to be there But by that argument The Devils weren't mathematically eliminated Travis Sajak could come out and say I deserve to be in the playoffs Nobody deserves it. You have to earn that right, well, I think and the Rangers the case, haven't earned in, it.
1: In broken Russian English was that they deserve to be there, and they deserve to be playing the last few games of the season to get there. I think, I think it was a bit misconstrued by reporters. I don't think he was saying we deserve to be there, even though we're not in a playoff spot right now.
2: Yeah I, I just I don't know hopefully it was broken Because it's a really fucking entitled opinion
1: <laughs> Yeah I, I agree I agree completely I, I'd like to see the Rangers In the playoffs I really I do think they deserve to be there
2: That's just rivalry though I don't want to see the Rangers in the playoffs. That's rivalry.
1: Yeah, well, get Henrik to the playoffs one last time. Like, he's not. Like, he's
2: not even going to Henrik's. I he's great goalie, but like my God, is get he, get his out.
1: name on the cup, man. If he doesn't play a single game and they somehow win the cup, he, his name's on the cup.
2: Uh, <laughs> like, I guess the only other thing that's happening in hockey. Hey, we're still talking about the Rangers. Uh, Rangers first round prospect. Uh, I think this is Keandre Miller. I think say so you pronounce his name. Was on a Zoom call with fans, and someone got into the chat of the Zoom call. And repeatedly typed racial slurs. There was a very quick press release. Mm. A lot of players came out and said, there's no, like, they felt bad. There's no place for this in hockey. It's. You know, I guess Corona has. Was
1: it was it a a player on the team or was it just a random person um, who got? I don't got know if they ever the found.
2: Zoom well, Zoom now Zoom's looking at doing better security, but uh, they mm. I don't think there was ever a press release of who it was. They think it was just a random person. Um, oh, but okay. I guess you know some people consider it as a sport. But I guess we're keeping on the uh, <laughs> the theme of racist. Um, NASCAR is doing eye racing now. <laughs> oh and, my god! Well, oh what his... Kyle? Um. Not long. That's an NFL player. It starts with an L. Anyway, doing a shit. live stream e race, didn't think anybody could hear him, and dropped the N word with a hard R on a live stream in a chat. Within what 24 hours, this man has been suspended indefinitely, was dropped from his racing team even though they don't do anything, and is likely going to lose his sponsors from guys like McDonald's and a lot of big brands.
0: Good, man. Like, there's just like, no room for that.
2: Like, I, no. I, his excuse on social media was, I was raised in that kind of house. Just, Shut the fuck up. Stop it. That's the dumbest excuse I've ever you heard. you don't I
1: know that's right or wrong.
0: Plantation. There's no reason to do that.
1: Like
2: It's 20 fucking
1: 20.
2: Like, stop. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's like saying you were raised by like hit men and then you just became a hitman.
2: Huh. Like like no. how
1: is that how does that excuse your actions from murdering people it's like, like saying, hey, it doesn't
0: yeah my great great uncle used
2: to sell weed so now i'm a heroin dealer <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the same it's kind of dumb argument like no. he's also 27 so it's not like he's still living in his parents you've had like seven plus years to live on your own
0: god there's no no he's a
1: grown man i mean piece
2: oh. of shit dude Long story short, fuck that. The fact that we're so
1: passionate about NASCAR news is—I just, <laughs> I love it.
2: They're making a left turn. We
1: need—we need, we need a, a specific podcast exclusively for NASCAR content. Yeah, but like, we all need to like. There was an 18 car pile up on the Daytona 500 today, and can I, I
0: mean, can we can need like—that's um, about it, Joke Exotic voice. <laughs>
2: oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that and bitch well, we Carol Baskins. Friends. <laughs> As always, fuck Carol. Are baskets. you cool cats
1: and kitties? <laughs>
2: Fucking carol, and, uh, uh, Greg, Greg I, did,
1: I did take you up. I did take you up on that offer to uh, indulge myself in Tiger King, and I couldn't get hooked on it. I don't know what <sighs> the draw is. I don't know what the whole uh, like enthusiastic. Yeah, well, you can go
0: uh, drink your records, your warm records red by yourself. I'm
1: actually halfway through <laughs> a warm records red, my second. Step up, I was gonna um, say, I'm
2: basically done with my second beer. Well.
1: Nigel said it to me too. He said he couldn't get hooked on Tiger no. King, so
2: Dad thinks it dad's never even watched it. He just hates that it's online. <laughs> I literally just couldn't get myself
1: invested in it. Have you I don't watched know what it was.
2: Three? Okay, before Greg gets into... Episode 1 sucks. (laughs) No, episode 1 does suck. Everyone knows episode 1 sucks. You gotta watch episode
0: 3 to 7.
2: Before we get Uh Greg into a passionate Uh rant about a fucking Netflix show, why don't we first get our debate topic out of the way, which, as we mentioned last week, were the biggest what-ifs in sports history. Mine, I'll start. uh, Mine is Scott Norwood, probably don't know his name, but was kicker for the Buffalo Bills... (laughs) When they went to their first Super Bowl, uh, this is born a thing that I think has cursed the Buffalo Bills franchise. Scott Norwood, on a game winning kick, went wide right. So, my biggest what if is what if Scott Norwood didn't go wide right on that and they win their first Super Bowl? Because they went to four straight. So, what if they, instead of losing four straight, win like two of four? And we don't think of Buffalo as that cursed think, franchise just trying really to get out of the it. The
0: best of all time.
2: I don't think he's. I think he's. De- he's a Hall of Famer. Definitely no, I'm, serviceable. I'm saying
0: with two Super Bowl championships, we consider him. I don't think he's the 10. best
2: of all time, but I think he's far more respected. Yeah. Like he's known more now. I think for being a cancer survivor and like playing like a big part in helping others than he is as an NFL quarterback, which is a shame because he was really good. But um,
0: he wins two Super Bowls, man. I think he's a top ten.
2: Well, they got steamrolled by the Cowboys in one mm-hmm. of them. Oh, I, I hate that. But I think that's a big what-if. Because if Scott Norwood nails that kick, they at least get Jim Kelly as one bowl. And there's an argument that they could have more. Because people argue it's like a curse. Like it's a, been like haunting them until like Josh Allen and his gigantic hands and missile, piss missile arm are going to bring them back. Piss missile. Have you seen those things, man? I would not want to be one of his receivers. Anywhere from 10 <laughs> yards and up. Yeah, and they're half.
1: kind of torpedoes. Like, like, there's a
2: dual meaning like, that I know it. Like, when John Elway used to play, players argued that John Elway would bruise under their shoulder pads from throwing the ball so hard in short range. Can you imagine with Josh Allen throwing you, like, a five-yard slant with Tech cannon? Like, you have, like, no time to put your hands up and catch that fucking ball. Like, it's just... But anyways, that's off topic. What's your guys? I I'm,
1: I mean, I kind of agree. I Like, if you didn't go wide right, they would have won their, their first Super Bowl. And the I mean, they wouldn't be the cursed franchise that they are today because they would have actually had something to show for, you know, all the years they've had a good team but no Super Bowl. So it wouldn't be the same Bills Mafia, though
2: no I gotta say those fans are passionate as fuck that's what
1: I'm saying like they've I, if there's a fan base it. that
2: deserves a Super Bowl it is the Buffalo Bills like the yes. Bills and Packers have unanimously been said are the two best fan bases because so the Packers fans own their team and the Bills will jump through flaming tables for their dumpster fire shit. franchise what Bills fans I love Bills fans, no,
0: Packers fans
2: nothing beats nothing's worse than a saints fan find my hey, petition hey
1: don't pass it off on the saints packers fans are annoying some of them <laughs> some of them yes every fan base has annoying fans
2: but, but- you've you go to it the two most annoying fan bases in the nfl saints Cowboys. No.
1: Saints, Cowboys, Saints,
2: Cowboys is sign my Patriots, position, Patriots. Drew Brees is the goat.
1: Patriots are the worst. <laughs> That's just but now hey, that they're going to gonna be crippled this year.
2: No, not now they're Cowboys, be Cowboys because they go eight and eight and sign a domestic abuser. We damn boys, right. like shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> hey, hey, shout out to.
0: Uh, Every white boy who doesn't know a goddamn thing about football but lives in the eastern part of North America, go Pat's. Shut the fuck up, Sam Perkins.
2: Pretty much. <laughs> Love you, <Name> buddy. <laughs> right, really? You want to hit us with yours.
1: Uh, my biggest "what if" in sports is what if. The great Wayne Gretzky never left Edmonton. He never went. That's not to say that he just stayed in Edmonton for his whole career, but if he didn't go to Los Angeles, they'd have like way more cups. Oh, well, it and it just it has to be said that even after gretzky did leave they were still a dynasty oh, mark yeah. messier yeah. They, the yari curry like they still oh, had great players think the kings... but if they have that extra wayne gretzky
2: i think I mean, the kings come on. And those beautiful purple jerseys are dog shit and don't become relevant till those two cup rings 2012 and 2014 even then, there's argument that what if you know they don't get Gretzky, people don't show up. Even though it's L.A., because LA's not a really big hockey place. What well, if that team's not? In not. LA, what if that team's not in L.A. anymore?
1: Well, a lot of people think that the move from Gretzky to L.A. saved the NHL because the NHL was like, like struggling to make money when. Mm. Gretzky was about to move well, you could... and the fact that he moved to at least a big enough city like Edmonton's a small market in comparison mm. to New York LA even if LA is not like the biggest hockey fan base in the world it's still a big market by standards so when he moved to LA people got more interested in hockey and thus the NHL started making more money again a lot of people think it saved the NHL like you could argue what if under.
2: the LA Kings relocate what if a Vegas team comes earlier, or a Seattle team comes earlier as a direct competition to Vancouver? Like,
1: yeah.
2: there's a lot of what ifs in that scenario, which is there is a, a lot of what know. ifs. I mean,
1: <laughs> that's true. I like L.A. didn't really have much going for them. I mean, they had like Kelly Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Rudy's one of their most well-known players, and he was like a mediocre goaltender. Kind of like now, an the, the only thing they have going for them is. <laughs> What's that?
2: Kind of like now, where the only thing they have going for them is Snoop Dogg.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Well, Snoop Dogg, man, he's wearing every jersey to every single game. Like he's, wearing an, Dogg, he's wearing an Anaheim jersey. He's wearing an LA jersey. Like a
2: hockey rink when he's there. Like no, how fried just, do you think he's Snoop on Dogg a whole
1: other dimension of high? Like, like,
2: I've never seen him in public without sunglasses because he's definitely sitting there in those like NHL booths. just
0: rocked.
1: Snoop Snoop Dogg walks into an NHL rink thinking he's going to watch a football game. Like,
0: My it's that when he bad. commentates at Child Twenty, can you turn him uh, the fuck he's off? Just, he's just ripped, Like,
2: you can tell that he, like Ray Ferraro, 20. asked him questions and he wanted to be like, "Who in the fuck are you?"
0: He's <laughs> <just> yeah. <mad>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just what
1: hate that? that NHL is using him as like an ambassador for the sport. It's, like, it's like what what are we
2: doing? Like, like the NFL sport was represented
1: Rudd. by people like Maurice Richard at one point in time. Now it's Snoop Dogg.
2: Like the NFL's using guys like Jay-Z and Paul Rudd. The, N- yeah. the NHL, which is like a predominantly Canadian and honestly white market Snoop Dogg.
0: If Snoop Dogg can't produce african-american hockey fans no one will be
2: able to like they they definitely should have got like i don't know get cooper manning to be your nhl ambassador oh my god all right
0: well i had a really hard time thinking about
2: like i had so many options to pick from
0: i kind of went with what if alan Iverson chose football
2: I was gonna do what if the Packers catch the onside kick in 2014? Do they, I was, going do to they say, I was gonna say they begin to form a dynasty. Use, um,
1: what if Michael Jordan actually succeeded in baseball and never went back to basketball? What if what
2: Mike Mick respected what about dogs?
0: What if Michael Jordan never retired? Or what about if Michael Jordan <laughs> went to the? Chino what
2: what if <laughs> to the Chino what Chino if what Bo Jackson? Use, um, what if Bo Jackson stays in baseball? What if Bo Jackson's hips hold up?
0: But I eventually, uh, I ended going with what if Bill Belichick was never fired by the Cleveland Browns.
2: Can you imagine being in the factory of sadness and watching a coach you fired become the greatest ever?
1: Well, I mean, that's why they are the factory of sadness. That was like the domino effect of yeah. <laughs> Fuck of sadness. Uh,
0: the reason that Belichick never really clicked in Cleveland mm-hmm. is that the players were never willing to buy into his system. Everyone in system.
2: One thing I like about Belichick and his system (laughs) Is that nobody is better than Like anybody Like you could be like the best on the team And he doesn't give a fuck Mm -hmm. Uh, Well I mean the fact
1: that he wanted to (laughs) Replace Tom Brady Man I think
2: if they were rolling with Jimmy Garoppolo Right now that would be scary As looking.
1: much shit as I give Bill Belichick for being like, you know, he has a stick up his ass twenty four seven.
2: He's And His face with is
1: always like he always has a shitty,
2: <laughs> stupid
1: look on his face. He is the best coach he
0: ever, man. Smell like, like he just had his nose straight up and Him and
2: off. him and Lombardi are two of yeah. the greatest ever. Those two.
0: Yeah, it's just to me, it's like. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan and you haven't done anything worthwhile in the past 30 years, <sighs> and you realize that you fired Bill Belichick, the man that took the shit Patriots and went on a 20-year dynasty?
2: That's rough. Well, you, can you also imagine being the Jets? And like you're like, man, we got Bill Belichick. And he's like, ah, yeah, fuck you. Bye-bye. I'm going to the Patriots. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. Well, at least they didn't get rid of them on their own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he,
2: Cleveland's done yeah. a lot Cleveland's of dumb said, shit. Get the fuck out. Cleveland was like, hey, Hugh Jackson, I know you stunk at Oakland. Do you want a job? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, I know you went 0-16, but do you want a job where you bench our first overall pick and then he comes and wins Rookie of the Year?
0: They signed Freddie Kitchens for two cheeseburgers and a chili dog. Large
2: Coke. <laughs> Large cherry Coke. What? Christ. Well, now they yeah. have Kevin Stefanski, which is good. And I don't know. Yeah, I
0: am looking out for the Browns, at least – a lot better than they have been in the past.
2: And At least I am high on Baker. I think Baker gets a lot of shit. Uh, like Baker, Obj's a talent. Jarvis Landers a talent. When Miles Garrett stops trying to commit murder on Mason Rudolph, it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, but that it's just New England fans are just rubbing their hands together. Also, another thing: what if Tom Brady n- never had Bill Belichick? I think if if Bill Belichick, I don't think he starts. Talk- if Bill Belichick was never fired from the Cleveland Browns, we don't know who Tom Brady is. Tom well, Tom Brady, uh, Brady, like local paper salesman at Mifflin.
2: Well, there's also oh, like, <laughs> Well, it's it's very like. Look at Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Famer and one of the a lot of people consider a really good quarterback. Kurt Warner was almost stuck in shelves at a grocery store for his life.
0: Yeah, he was. He like, was a cashier at like a, uh, a
2: Walgreens or something like you know,
0: that. Walgreens or uh, like well, Trader Joe's.
1: Everybody talks about Tom Brady being picked so late in the draft. Well, there was a reason he was picked so late in the draft. And like, like he
2: had a fucking really,
1: really. I mean, he wasn't doing incredible things before he was drafted. He wasn't doing, you know, mind blowing stuff as a quarterback before he was drafted. So when he came into the NFL under Bill Belichick, Obviously, Bill Belichick was the, the factor that drove him to greatness. Like,
2: There's, like, you also
1: look at... If he got the, traded, like, two years after he started under Bill Belichick, he wouldn't have been...
2: Like, you look at starts, made. like... His starts before... Like, he... Before he became, like, a starter, when he would, like, go in for games in preseason, he looked fucking awful. Like, if you watch Tom Brady, pre, like, film before he became, like... After, before the Drew Bledsoe thing... He looked like shit, like horrendous shit. Yeah. Um, that's not to say Tom Brady. I don't think Tom Brady's a good quarterback. I think Tom Brady, though he was in a good system, I still you can't deny that you know six Super Bowls, a solid record. Quarterback.
1: He's a good quarterback. Um, But could he have made the success that he has today out of out of nothing? No.
2: Um. Yeah, I personally, there's a lot of what if. Like I said, what if the Packers catch that onside kick 2014? Go to the. Super Bowl, then we would have got a Brady's-Roger Super Bowl, which would in 2014 would have made everybody, like, not. What that if, what if the Packers win, 20, like, win 2011, 2014, and, like, go on to form a dynasty? Like, that could have been a thing. You could have, like, a multiple Super Bowl Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Mike Opes McCarthy still has a fucking Opes job. Honestly, that would be awful because I think Mike McCarthy still would have a job. Oh! That, that would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt. Um...
0: <laughs> A, do you want me to? Uh, do you want me to wrap it up? Yeah,
1: yeah, let's wrap it up. <laughs> okay, that's all for this week. Um, next week's debate topic will be the best players to never win a ring in sports history. Um, follow our social media at BRBL Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Backroom Beer League YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: Thanks.
2: Thanks.